Um, she had previously called the Hunter Biden laptop a, a Trump campaign product, um, seeming to discredit its validity or <clears throat> validity of reporting surrounding that. Um, how can, can you assuage concerns of people who are looking at this person who's been appointed to this position and wondering if she's going to be able to accurately judge misinformation now that a lot of that reporting has been uh, proven to be factual in some ways? Well, I don't have any comments on the laptop, but what I can tell you is that it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation and misinformation from traveling around the country in a range of communities. I'm not sure who opposes that effort. Uh, I do. <laughs> Kane and I are like, us? We do. And the reason why is because this broad is... She's legit the face of disinformation. You know what? First off, it's Friday. We made it to Friday. I'm actually correct on my day today. So happy Friday to you. Uh, it's good to be with you. Always, always, uh, always entertained. I just saw a really dumb tweet. It's like, we're in the throes of a Harry Potter novel. No, it's literally 1984. Like what? Like read past, please. Like read. It is. This is, it's, it's Orwellian. Now, we are against that. Again, Dana Lash, good to be with you. Sign up for my newsletter. Got all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I really, I want to get into this because we are, Kane and I are very much against this, vociferously against this, as are you. And the, she's like just, it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation. Here's my, here's my question. And I was thinking about this the other day because I thought, well, where is the, I'm curious, where, who does this board answer to? First off, you realize that DHS has not at all uh, put up any page. Uh, there's no website. There is nothing. Absolutely nothing that explains what this board does or what it's going to do anything like that it doesn't it doesn't do anything like that it doesn't you don't there's nowhere to get because i had a lot of people like well what do you think this board's gonna do oh, i don't know actually i mean i hate to say that but uh can i actually don't know <laughs> i really don't know what this board's gonna do i we don't know yeah that's and that's on purpose we we don't know we don't have any insight because they haven't published anything we don't know the responsibilities we don't know do they so for instance does the board answer to dhs or fcc and i would imagine my first thought on that was okay that's kind of a question but also maybe dhs because mayorkas announced this and it came through dhs so i guess they it makes more sense for them to try to push this through dhs than fcc because if it goes through dhs then they can say that it's a security issue, right? That's what I'm, I'm just trying to get into their head a little bit here, which is a scary place, can't help me, I'm not scared. But I just, that's the only thing I can think of is that that's what they're, that's what they're trying to do is they're, if they can, if they can put it through DHS, they can claim it's a security issue. So that gives them a hell of a lot more freedom and clearance to do things without having to answer for it. I mean, it, it, it's, and so what, what are the, no, we don't know what the actual powers or authority is. What is the budget? What's the budget for this thing? 
Where's the and who has the oversight to it? Do they actually get to write the regulations? I mean, isn't that? I mean, it's it's as I'll quote Elon Musk. That's messed up. He actually said that he tweeted. He said that this is messed up. Because they have a censorship board in DHS just after Musk purchases purchases uh, Twitter. And they keep going, oh, well, this was in play. This was in play for a couple months. Even if I'm just accepting like their most generous explanation or be, if I'm being generous and accepting their dumbest explanation of this, that still means that they immediately when this was a possibility, because this has been discussed for quite some time, that immediately when they thought it was a possibility, they went ahead and tried to get it all together. And so what, what Jen Saki is saying, and this was her, her press briefing yesterday, so this was after radio, after we were all off air together, and she was saying that, well, it's preventing disinformation from traveling around in a range of communities. Well, first off, how ignorant and offensive is that? That the administration thinks that you are so stupid. And now I want to hone in on when she said a range of communities. Because remember what they were saying the other day, that disinformation affects the Hispanic community the most. I think they made this up. And I think they made it up because Hispanics are leaving the Democrat Party for good reason. They're like, hi, just like every other American, they're like, hi, we're, we're also trying to start businesses and we would love to not give all of the fruits of our labor to you for not doing anything. You didn't show up to do this work. Why are you getting my money? What, that's what we're all asking. And it it sounds, that sounds racist, Kane, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Her saying, well, you know, a range of communities. It sounds like they're, if I'm boiling it down and removing the window dressing, it sounds like the government's going, well, we've got to get in there and stop the Hispanic community from listening to the stuff that these people are saying because they're too stupid to understand that, you know, our lies are better than their truth. That's what it is. Also, their polling is tanking in a range of communities. So it kind of makes sense that that's what they're, where they go. That- it feels like they're tiptoeing around this and trying to not come out and because black Americans are leaving them, too. And it just, and and I just am fascinated by this. It seems pretty seems pretty racist. I'm just gonna say, if you're you know gonna have a discussion about racism, that seems kind of racist. Racist, R A Y S I S. I'm becoming the meme. So this, we have no idea where th- they won't answer. They we have no idea what they do. DHS doesn't even answer simple queries. There have been numerous networks that have been asking about it, and they won't even answer simple queries, which is, you know, you're a taxpayer-funded organization. You know, you have an obligation to answer these questions. You you don't have the luxury of just not wanting to. That's not something, you don't have that luxury. And so, I don't know if this is going to, I mean, I would imagine this is going to come up, hopefully, in the uh, new presser, but... Yeah, I don't know who would oppose this. She's setting it up like, how could you oppose something that's so uh, just so sensible, right? How could you oppose that? Here's the thing. Would she oppose this? If, if say you have DeSantis that got into office in 2024 and you had Marjorie Taylor Greene appointed to head the Ministry of Truth, do you think they would oppose it then? You think? I volunteered to do it for zero dollars. I volunteer to head up the Ministry of Truth right now in a Republican administration for zero dollars. I will pay my own airfare. I'll pay. Oh, I would love to. It would be, Kane, a service that I would be performing for my country. Kane could be the Kane could be the vice. What do we call ourselves? What is her position? 
Is it minister? I don't know. I guess th- that makes sense. You know, you're the minister of the ministry of truth. It's right. a ministry of truth. So you're the minister of I'd it. I'd be the vice so minister. So you're the vice minister. You're a vice minister of the minister for zero dollars. We would do this because we love, guys, we love our country. And we would totally voluntarily do that. If Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't want to do it or Lauren Bobert didn't want to do it, uh, I mean, these are all good candidates to run this department under a Republican administration. And I'm sure, you know, that the left sees the importance of that, right? The left understands the importance of it. Because I mean, who would be against it? Who would be against that, right? It's a, Kane, it's a service of the public, right? And I'm not saying I'm going to be all up in your DMs, but, you know, if it's for the country. Do you think they would oppose that then? You think? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So, I just, uh, maybe I hope somebody, I hope someone... Uh, answers that question. What if it's like Rudy Giuliani? Someone said, I don't want to hear a peep when Trump takes office and appoints and appoints Giuliani to oversee this board. True. True. Can you imagine? See, they don't think of this stuff. This is what I'm, what I, they don't think of, well, what's going to happen if the people that we don't like get into office and have this power then you realize you could get somebody like me who I don't want to run for office because I will abuse my authority. I, I, I will admit, and I don't want to run for, I don't care enough about anybody. I don't care enough about anybody to have that yoke upon me. No. Do you, Kane? Everyone's like, why don't you, pe-? I have so many people ask, and I'm like, you do not know. You're Frodo right now, and I'm Gladriel. And I am evil. I could, well, I'm not evil, but I could be evil if you give me the ring. Don't do it. Stay away from me. Because I totally would do this. I'd be popping up in your DMs. I saw that you uh, were talking about creating another journalist. How about we make all your DMs public, you know, for the safety of the country, to fight the disinformation. Because I believe winning is a virtue. And sometimes you got to get, you know, maybe your hands a little dirty to do it. I'm just saying. It's not, I'm not, I'm just saying. This is why I can't run for office. Because I'd be mean. All right. So in addition to this, there's a lot of people. The frustration at the administration is growing, especially the more that we're hearing about the college loan thing. He's he wants to deal. He wants to cancel everybody's debt, apparently. Schumer said that yesterday that Biden was opening open to open to canceling uh, student debt more than ever before. And the well, he was asked by a reporter about the public service loan forgiveness program. And he said that uh, he wanted to basically expand it. He goes, I'm not considering 50,000 debt reduction, but I'm in the process of taking a hard look as to whether or not there's additional debt forgiveness. He's extending the student loan repayment moratorium through August 31st. It was supposed to end May 1st, but progressives still aren't satisfied. Elizabeth Warren is demanding that Biden forgive all the $1.6 trillion student loans. You know, that's people who aren't getting paid then. They act like this is is just magical money that just, that it is going nowhere. You agree to a loan. You have to fulfill the terms of that loan. If you don't fulfill the terms of that loan, you don't get to go to the bank and then the bank gets to sign up your entire neighborhood, all your neighbors, people who live, you know, the street over. They don't get to add them as 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 
as co-signers as signatories to your loan. You don't you don't get to force people to assume the terms of your loan. When I bought my house, I didn't I didn't put everybody I I didn't put all y'all on my on my loan agreement. I didn't do any of that. And you realize that they're forcing people, this is forcing the working class. They want to force them to subsidize the overpriced education of I, I, the lack of a, the only thing I can think of is like this elitist self-appointed aristocracy. We're going to talk more about this. Also coming up, there is a fascinating piece in Politico. We're going to get into it. it's called the rise and fall of the of the star White House reporter. The fact that they don't think covering the Biden administration is a big deal and how they're bored and how they really don't want to do their job because they agree with him is a fascinating insight into the of uh, how the propaganda works we're going to discuss this we're going to get into the latest with tech we've got uh some of the latest with russia as well all kinds of stuff you don't want to miss because we got a packed show for you today as always folks how much control do you really have over your finances so lately we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government mask mandates vaccine mandates vaccine passports everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant and we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms and they do the same with your finances this is why i believe in diversifying with gold gold is physical Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I want to come back to this one because I want to hear some suggestions. But the Air Force is asking the Internet for some insane reason to name its ridiculous new cybersecurity mascot, which looks like something from like Nintendo Wii in the early days. I don't know what it's going to name it. I would propose Cyber McCyberface, right? Trusty McBot, I don't know. Some... <laughs> so just think of it. Just get some Just get some ideas in thy head. That is all, I'm just, I'm just asking. Uh, also, this, uh, this is sad, but I can I just say, I, I understand that he was with a private defense contractor, but I, I'm still on like, why would you had you didn't have to be there, and you have a seven month old at home. Former, well, retired. You can't ever say former. Retired Marine, 22, is killed while fighting in Ukraine. He was a private security contractor from New York. He leaves behind a widow and a seven month old, and the family is clean for the return of his body. This is heartbreaking, and it's not. I'm not being. I'm not trying to be callous and saying why, but. Do you understand? It's like I understand that some people are like, oh, I believe in the cause and I want to go do it. But you have a seven month old at home and these are different times. North Koreans are jailbreaking their government controlled smartphones to access forbidden media from other countries, says a report. The phones only run government approved apps and they cannot connect to Wi-Fi. And so if they jailbreak them, they can evade all the controls and, and access forbidden media. Ooh. 
I'm wondering if they're going to be able to track. I mean, why would you're doing that on a government-owned phone? They're going to get you. I'm just going to. They said it looks it's it looks like an iPhone, but it's not an iPhone. They have like the notch at the top of the display and all of that, but it's actually apparently like a government phone. It was made in China, according to like the serialization. And they said that they can that uh, they're able to bypass this this kind of stuff. Lumen is a nonprofit organization that looks to get uncensored info uh, to North Koreans, and they were the people who created the report for this. And sleeping on the left side might improve your walking, your waking life, and aid your circulation and reduce heartburn and make you a millionaire. No, not the last part. Stick with us. If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features include fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your work. KeltechWeapons.com. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I think there's a general concern about Trump supporters potentially showing up armed to the polls and these sorts of voter suppression, voter intimidation, that's illegal everywhere. And I think there's just, again, a widespread fear that, you know, uh, groups of irregular supporters are going to show up at the polls to intimidate people and quote unquote watch. And that's very disturbing. So this broad is the Nina Jankowitz. This broad's the head of the uh, Department of or the Ministry of Truth. The, uh, the other name is way too long and not accurate. Welcome back to the show. Tis I, Dana Lash. So happy to be with you today, this Friday. But this is her. She's telling everybody that, oh, we're, they're, the Trump supporters are going to show up to the polls armed. Well, you know that actually, that's actually illegal because you can't take a gun to a polling location. Did you not know that? There was the, this dude who lives in the town that I do. He's this like, I was going to say something real mean, like death takes all the good people. Uh, but he's like this real hateful like elderly socialist and he likes to harass and you know stalk conservative women in our town he's i think he's a predator but anyway uh he once made up a story and was trying to sell it saying that i i went to the polls armed and i was uh out in front of the uh, polling place brandishing my gun there was a cnn this is at the last uh, this was in 2020 election this i i actually when the day that we went in to vote because i like to vote on voting day Came out, there was a CNN uh, film camera crew out there, and I recognized one of the producers from the time uh, that I was a contributor at CNN. I actually went up and was talking to her and all that stuff. That never happened. And had it happened, CNN was there and they would have covered it. I'm just like, how like more ridiculous can you desperate, sad, pathetic, soulless people be? You guys are worthless meat sacks. Good grief. So, she's and she's one of them. She went out there. She has spread massive disinformation. And so she's going to be, how does this broad even get the job? That's what I think a lot of other people, a lot of us want to know. How does this broad get the job? 
All these videos are coming out of her, like doing karaoke and doing all. Have you seen this? She is exactly the type of person I would not like. Right? Like if she, girls, you know where I'm at with this. Just let me lay the land here. So like, you know, you're, you're going out to dinner with your friends, right? You know, back in the early days when everybody was, you know, just getting married or they were just getting serious with someone and say you had a friend who, you know, like brought a new girl to dinner, right? Brings, the, brings a new girl that he's seeing to dinner and you're all sitting at the table and you realize you don't like this broad. So guys don't see this stuff, but this is what guys, you could better tip your hat to your friends who are chicks because this is how these chicks in your group take care of you. The chicks unite and they will strong arm this bee out. That's how it works. They will mean girl her out of the group. I've seen it before a million times. She's a girl who would get strong armed out of a group. Kane, I'm not wrong. You know this. You know these women's ways, Kane. So, so make sure you give, uh, give props to your lady friends because that's how they protect the dudes. They keep you away from the crazy. Listen to them. But she seems like that. She's got crazy eyes. I take one look at her and you know she's crazy. If she come up to you in a bar, you better run away. She's crazy. And it's ever more reflective in how she how she approaches this whole disinformation thing. She went out there. Not only did she say, and we talked about the laptop thing. It's six ways to Sunday. I mean, everybody knows it's real. She denied it. But. Not only did this woman deny it, but she went out there. You you heard this where she was saying that everybody that that uh, oh the Trump voters they're going to go out there and they're going to they're going to show up armed. Well, that's not true. Nor did it ever happen. She has said some super crazy stuff. She said that um, she left Substack because it platformed extremists. Remember that? She actually said. That she could not stand Substack. She said that they platform extremists and purveyors of disinformation. She thinks she's an expert on disinformation. That sounds just like a bully. She gets to decide what is or is not real. What is or is not true. She thinks that everyone who disagrees with her is a white nationalist. She's such a Karen. And that anyone whose politics don't entirely jive with hers that she's that they're a nazi i mean she's called this she's she's done all this she was out there bragging about herself i'm the um you can call me the mary poppins of disinformation and she's singing into the camp she really likes herself dude she's psycho i'm not playing this are you gonna seriously play this well she's what Oh no! Don't. don't, 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 I can't handle it. You're gonna shock everybody. It's Friday. They need to. They've had a long week. They need to slide into the the weekend easily, man. Can't do that to people. You, you're really, you're really trying. I'm, I'm guys. I mean, I'm trying to help you all. It's so horrible. All right, that... fine. Play it. Play it. You have your way. All right. All right. I'm sorry, guys. Really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation. She doesn't really have the best voice. This is Nina. Chanko. It's how you hide a little lie, little lie. It's how you hide a little lie, little lie. She does this at work. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. You think that you you can tell that she thinks that she's a really good singer, right? She's the type of person who, when you go to karaoke, 
she thinks that there's like an American Idol producer who just happened to stop in and have dinner that very night in the karaoke bar and that she's got to put on the best performance ever so that she can, you know, she doesn't want to let her mama down. Fancy, here's your chance. She that she really takes it seriously. She's one of those. That's annoying. I can't stand that. She doesn't really. Can I just be honest? She didn't have the best voice. She really you can tell someone really lied to her and told her disinformation. You might say told her that she did. I'm just saying, this is, this is, this is, I feel like, um, it feel it feels like she's a character from Despicable Me, yeah. doesn't it? Like, she's going to go out there and steal the moon. That's what it feels like. <laughs> she's straight up shady. Oh, uh, but, um, yeah, I, I can't believe she made that, she made that, makes a joke at work wow and she's on tiktok so somebody had asked a good question uh do you think that it's a good idea for the person who is the head of disinformation and working with intel do you think that that's maybe it's is it should is it smart for them to be using tiktok a platform that was created by the communist chinese government and they take your and keep your information. Do you think that that's maybe not the smartest move? Yeah. Yeah. Golly. That's so cringe. This is another reason why I feel like I'm in a Schmigadoon episode right now. This is so <laughs> Give me something for the cringe and let me die. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> this is so bad, man. Gosh, it's make me it makes me hate musicals all that more. Sidebar, I really hate musicals badly because no, except for the original West Side Story and also uh, Sound of Music. And then that's about it. I hate everything else because no one does that in real life. No one comes together in a choreographed number and does that in real life. No one comes together with all the parts and all of these very complicated and complex harmonies. Nobody does that. Nobody does it in real life. It's weird. It's weird. If I was in, you know what hell is for me? Being caught up in like a flash mob performance. That would be a nightmare. Forget Freddy Krueger. Forget, you know, slashers. Forget all that. Because it's weird. It's like some Stepford stuff. I get that there's some theater people in our audience. You can go and do you. I'm sure you think I'm nuts. And that's totally fine. But I just don't. You know, and I might. And the reason that I'm ruined on it is because the very first theater theatrical performance or musical that my mother took me to was Cats. That was the first thing she ever took me to. My mom loves going to the theater. And she took me to Cats when I was a teenager. I have no idea what the hell it was about. It was about a bunch of furries who literally licked their costumes on stage. And one of them was named Memphistopolis, which I thought my grandmother told me that was a, another name for Satan. So I don't know. My grandma also said that birds were evil. So I don't even know. Just saying. Anyway, this is another reason why I don't like her. Do you? I had to explain that to you so you understand my my long simmering hatred of any of of over enjoyment of theater. It's weird to me, right? It's just I don't get people who get that into the make believe. I just don't. <sighs> so when does this kick into gear? Does she get like a special office? Curious. Like when does this all kick into gear? We don't know anything about it. They were asking Mayorkas about this yesterday. He didn't say a damn. He wouldn't give up any information. 
Not a single bit. Now, meanwhile, I want to focus your attention on something incredibly important. And yes, I am going to get into uh, how the savings boom is over. We're going to talk about probably the most important uh, economic number so far. That's going to be the most important thing in the election going forward. But right now, guys, it's like way more serious and way more of a pressing issue. The Air Force wants to name its new cybersecurity mascot because it needs one, apparently. And it's asking the Internet to do it. It's a caped robot. It has a shield and a lightning bolt adorned helmet. And it's kind of creepy looking. It actually looks like an old piece of clip art. So I don't know what I just thought, you know, your Air Force, maybe you should, you know, get something a little bit different in there. But they said that they need a cybersecurity mascot. Yes, they do. They said, we need help naming our new CISODAF cybersecurity awareness mascot. He is mighty and here to fight our cyber problems away. We will be integrating this character with the DDAF cyber awareness marketing material campaigns and announcements. It's just horrible clip art. But I really want to name it Cyber McCyberface. Or Body McBotBot. I don't know. Something like that. Got any ideas, Kane? Fire McFirewall? I don't know. It's... uh this is not going to end well. No. It'll be entertaining, though. It just won't end well. No, it's not going to. Yeah, Cyber McCyberface. I'm all for that. That's the where I go. Remember and remember the Bodie McBoatface thing? Oh, yeah. Where they did, if you don't remember that, this was um, back when a, the British government thought it was a good idea to allow the internet to name its $287 million polar research. $287 million. It was a polar research ship, and they asked the internet... To name it, and the internet literally named named it Bodie McBoatface. Millions of people in Britain voted, and they voted for Bodie McBoatface. RS, RRS, Bodie McBoatface. And they actually stepped in, and they wouldn't allow the internet to name it after that. <laughs> they were like, we understand Bodie McBoatface won, but we're not calling this $300 million vessel Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> So it should be Cyber McCyberface. Need to do it. <laughs> do you think Sticks would uh, uh, charge him with copyright if they named him Mr. Roboto? <gasps> oh, that's a good idea. Mr. Roboto. Um, that's a good idea. Tomo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Oh, All right, so we have more to come. We got more coming up at the bottom of the hour. We got another hour on the way. Governor Greg Abbott of the Republic of Texas is going to be joining us this program, too. We got a number of questions to ask him, not just about the border wall, but also what if uh, is there any plans? Maybe Elon Musk could move Twitter headquarters here and fire everybody who works there in California and just hire a bunch of Texans. Yeah. Woo. That would be fun. So we're going to talk to him about a whole range of issues coming up. The economy actually got smaller in the first quarter of the year. Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security is creating an Orwellian disinformation governance board, and talk of nukes in World War III is getting pretty common in Russia. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. I'm on a Fleetwood Mac binge today, as you can tell. So last night, welcome back, Dana Lance here. So last night, playing this, I was just, you know, had been playing this earlier when I was finishing up some work. And I was singing in my shower. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not a robot. And it is impossible, especially when Stevie is in your vocal range. It is impossible not to sing along to this song, especially when it kicks up into the chorus right here. Coming up, actually, we got another verse. And then especially when it gets up to like, what is it, like the fourth or fifth verse? And it's impossible not to jump in with the same level of energy. Well, did she? Did she make you cry? Make you break down? Did she shatter your illusions of love? And is it over now? Is it though? Pick up the pieces and go home, boo. So I'm just saying it's really hard. I'm not going to do it right here now, especially after what happened last night. So I'm singing. And you know the echoes in the shower, right? There's something magical about singing in the shower. I'm, uh, the acoust- yeah, the acoustics are amazing. You sound amazing to yourself in the shower. And I'm not a bad singer. I just don't care. I just have fun. So I'm like really in the middle of a chorus and I'm giving it my all. I'll be damned. My husband comes back. And he was outside and he heard me singing. And he couldn't make out exactly what was happening, but he heard me and he thought I was in pain. And so he came running because he thought I hurt myself. And I don't exactly know how I feel about that, Kane. I do not know how I feel about that. I mean, you can tell. Stevie's in my range. I'm in alto. I can, I like barely push it to get into second soprano range. I'm in alto. I can sing some tenor stuff in church. I'm not lying. And I mean, especially when they, when they pick it back up and they, oh, really good. Ooh. And I'm like, you know, and I have a loud voice. The acoustics were right. It was good. I was having a good vocal day. And then Chris is like, are you okay? I heard, I heard you yelling. I wasn't yelling. I was singing along with Stevie. It was gold as woman. I was just singing along. I don't know how I feel about that. So I feel a little rock right now. You know what I'm saying? I think the acoustics in the bathroom sound great when you're in the bathroom. But then if you're out of the bathroom, you're not hearing those same acoustics. And so it may sound like, you know, a cry for help or something. I don't know. That's not even, that's not even accurate. I mean, it should sound amazing outside the shower, too, because you're hearing yourself in the shower. What is, do you sing in the shower? What's your go-to? I don't, I can't remember the last time I sang in the shower, honestly. Not for the love. I don't even know what it's it It's probably something from Pantera or something like that. You sing Pantera in the yeah. shower. Yeah. I Usually I go to Rumors, the album. That's what I usually do. That's kind of like my fallback. But I'm just saying. I can't believe sorry it. I'm not going to ask DJ Fun Uncle. Sorry for the people on the podcast and on the first that don't hear this. but They're not here. We're yeah, playing Gold Dust 1. We yeah. don't because we can't. The licensing's a frillion dollars. And so we can't. When I do it, we can't do that. Mine is uh, uh, Mr. I mean, Roboto by Sticks. No, I'm just kidding. By the way, we would. That's what I, I think that's what we all collectively agree. We would name the Air Force mascot, their cyber mascot. We got a second hour on the way. Governor Greg Abbott's going to be joining us here later on in the program. You don't want to miss. Also, we have Tech Woke, the devil lady running the Ministry of Truth. So much more. Stick with us. Uh, but clearly, uh, our entire 
principles that the country was founded on, uh, you cannot have a ministry of truth in this country. And so let's get real here. Let's let's make sure that we're doing things to benefit uh, Floridians and Americans, uh, but we're not going to let Biden get away with this one. So we'll be fighting back. Good on Ron DeSantis for being one of the first, and really he's always the guy who says stuff about this, for speaking out about this. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Friday. Good to be with you. Sign up for that newsletter over at Chapter and Verse, over at Substack. And later on in the program, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas joins us as well. So I'm happy that he is stating that. I'm happy he's stating this. I'm happy that he's um, that he's coming out as strong as he is on this. And other Republicans should be following suit. Every single Republican out there should be doing the same thing. This is crazy. One of the things that Jonathan Turley noted is that Homeland Security already has a public relations staff that answers questions and and uh, releases information to the public. And so it's really stunning that Mayorkas wants an actual government board to make public determinations as to what the government believes is true and what the government believes is false. And unfortunately, what is true or false anymore falls along party lines because we've gotten to such a level of polarization that now truth ha- and, and, and f- what, whatever is truth and whatever isn't has to be seen through this perspective of political allegiance. And so that is weird that, I mean, we don't, it's not something that we need. We don't actually need anything. We don't need anything like this. It's, it's insane that, that, we that they decided to I, I mean, I don't I'm sure that he had to get Mayorkas had to get approval from somewhere before he went out and decided to do this. But this all is triggered because of Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. I mean, that's that's it. It's it's and I like how Charlie noted that the Twitter acquisition for Musk is going to blow apart the unified corporate alliance. And that's true. Because the people who are running Twitter were some of the most anti-free speech people in all of tech. I mean, they, they were focusing on, there was this piece where they, where Agrawal, who was the CEO, had said that it's not so much about who can speak, but it's about who can be heard. That's actually something that he said before. And it's weird because Democrats when you look at Citizens United, have have not been in favor of corporations having rights to free speech. They have embraced federal regulation of this at every single turn over the past 15 to 20 years. And this is, if you're a platform that's facilitating discussion, you sh- I mean, surely you realize that that however free the speech is, is however successful your platform is going to be. And so the, they're trying to scare everybody by like, oh, it's going to be a bunch of uh, 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 people talking about saying racist slurs and threatening to kill people. That's kind of what conservatives see in their timeline anyway. So that's just kind of just what they see anyway. But you're really seeing who is and who isn't for speech. It's just kind of amazing that we need, we don't need anything like this. I want to know what the budget is. I want to know how much of our, 
And I was looking. They have There's no information at all whatsoever. What's their budget? How much of our tax dollars is going to support this, especially when it's a redundant operation for DHS that already has a public PR office? Who are they going to answer to? I mean, they're answering to DHS. They're under the umbrella of Department of Homeland Security so that they can claim that this is about national security. And I guess that skirts them past any sort of accountability. But are they going to I mean, clearly, we talked to Brendan Carr yesterday, the FCC chairman. They're not they don't have anything to do with FCC. So clearly, they're going to try to make this as predicated upon national security. Thus, uh, they don't have to uh, they don't have to answer or have any accountability or have any oversight. Because, you know, it's an it's a it's a need of national security. It's in the interest of national security. But you're going to trust these people. It's just it's like if you're going to if, if this was really a good faith effort, let's just say let's just for a minute pretend that some well-intentioned moron that is in the administration thought that this was actually going to be a good thing and that they wanted to really put the best foot forward and make a, a you know, a genuine first step towards you know, people who are on the opposite side politically, you would not put this broad as the head of your ministry of truth. This chick who makes, tick, she's on TikTok, a CCP uh, app that members of government aren't even, aren't even allowed to download on their phones, number one. The, the security breaches from the CCP are, are, are notorious. Number two, makes all these videos when she's at work where she screeches about and makes up songs and sings about uh, how Trump is disinformation and how the laptop wasn't real and everything that she disagrees with politically is disinformation. I mean, that's she's she's not they're not determining what is disinformation based upon whether it's true or false. They're determining what is disinformation based upon whether or not it's advantageous for Democrats or not. If it doesn't serve Democrats purpose, then it's disinformation. If it serves their purpose, then it's truth. That's how they're judging what is true or not. And that's the lens through which she's doing this. That's not that's terrifying. But as we said, telling you what, if you get a, a Republican president 2024 and they appoint Marjorie Taylor Greene as the head of this board, I don't want to hear a single damn word from any of these leftists. Y'all open this Pandora's box for it to be abused. There is no reason that we need anything like this. These people are not for free speech. The Democrat Party's dead. This is some Stalinist garbage. This is what Stalin did. If you look back, history is littered with dead tyrants who constantly implemented anti-speech protocols just like this. Whether it's Chavez, whether it's Castro, whether it's Stalin, whether it's Mao, Pol Pot, Hitler. What do you think what do you think Garble's uh department was called? <laughs> Go look at it sounds eerily similar. I'm just pointing out the coincidence there historically. How dare you call us a Nazi? Well, then don't do what they did. Pretty simple. What's interesting, too, is that Biden's little Ministry of Truth had. Gosh, how many videos does this chick have of her singing about misinformation into the camera? Here's another one. I've seen like five. Is that what she does is for her work? That's it. Yeah. Nina Jankowitz, all she does is write songs and sing about disinformation. She thinks she sounds great. She doesn't. Saying that Trump supporters are going to show up armed to the polls. She tells people that, <clears throat> excuse me, she was 
excusing Biden. Do you remember when ha- what happened back in 2020? And this was in spring of 2020 before the election. And the story came out that Biden and the audio, well, not audio, just the video. Remember, he was on stage and he was bragging about having gotten this top prosecutor in Ukraine fired because they invest the the prosecutor was investigating Hunter Biden's corrupt company Burisma. He they got all this money from him, and Biden was on stage bragging about how he called up uh, the previous Yushchenko. He called up the previous head of Ukraine and was like, "You got to fire this guy. Get him out of here." And bragging about it. So Nina Jankowitz makes a video. And I'm not playing it because I'm tired of this broad singing. I cannot deal with it. But she makes this video where she explains. She's like singing. She sits here and talks about how it wasn't extortion. That it was just this was all diplomacy. And then she tells everyone get back to your Netflix and Zoom happy hours. She really thinks that she's something. Oh my gosh. Like is this. Is this like the influencer policy approach? And stop drawing your eyebrows that way. I can't. For real. Like they don't. They're not supposed to be uh, frowns. Okay. They're supposed to have like a natural arc. A frown is not a natural. I just. I have a big problem with that. I'm sorry. This. She's just a hack. She's going to try to get people silenced. That's what this is all about. And then you, you have the. Whether it's the FTC that's going after Elon Musk. I told you they were not going to take this line down. What did I tell you? You can't just simply snatch control of speech from these people without expecting some kind of retaliation. They're going to try to create government boards. They're going to they're try to retaliate. They're going to do whatever they can. They're going to launch FTC investigations. They're going to look at Musk. They're going to try to... I mean, that's, all, that's, that's everything that they're doing. It's just crazy. So, a couple of other things to get into. This is one of the most important things I think I can imagine seeing. The savings boom is at an end. This is information that comes from Bloomberg Finance. And it looks at U.S. personal, uh, US personal saving as a percentage of your disposable income. And personal savings rate fell to 6.2% in March. It's the lowest rate since 2013. So how much extra cash do Americans have? Well, the answer to that is not a lot and a hell of a lot far less than they had two years ago. That is probably one of the most important economic factors, I think, going into this election. And you're going to have consumer debt that's going to balloon. This is just. But, you know, I'm sure it's just Putin's price hike, right? Just some Putin's price hike. In the meantime. You have. Goya food CEO issuing a warning on a potential. He says we're on the precipice of a global food crisis. And this is something that we've heard from from uh, from others before. He was actually he told Maria Bartiromo, the CEO of Goya Foods, Americans are going to have to tighten their belts and consume less because she was asking about this. 
This is, I'm just saying, it sounds on purpose. Bob Unanue, CEO of Goya Foods, saying that, well, we are on the precipice of a global food crisis. Americans are going to have to tighten their belts. It's going to get tough. He said said farmers are paying double for fertilizer. They're paying less for yield. They're planting less and yields will be less. And then he was talking about how 30% of the global wheat production in Ukraine goes unplanted. He said the global food supply chain is a very tight balance. He's not wrong. Ununue is, um, he's not a hysterical person. He's not given to hyperbole. And he's always been, I think, measured. And so that's, that's seriously troubling. We're going to look at this. I got some economic stuff we're going to also tear into here. And after backlash, Google turned off its newspeak correction tool. I don't know if you noticed that. We're going to discuss that as well. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so for I just like went right past it. So first up, Denmark is the first country to halt its coronavirus vaccination program. They are saying they're doing so because the virus has been brought under control. They said spring has arrived. Coverage in the Danish population is high. The epidemic has been reversed or the epidemic has reversed, according to Danish health authority. They released a statement this Wednesday announcing the move. They're not scrapping their vaccination program. They just said that, you know, depending on, you know, people want it, if they feel like they got comorbidities, you know, they're treating it like we should be treating it here in the United States. If you want to get vaccinated, if you feel worried about your health, if you got comorbidity issues, if you feel like that's something that you want to do, then you go do it. But don't demand that everybody else get it. The United States said that the majority of people in the country, now that we're now that uh, the, uh, Denmark has confirmed this, they the United States says the majority of people in the country have had coronavirus. I mean, how do you not come out and say publicly that it's endemic after that, right? Also, a couple of other things here to get into. Uh, there is a this is kind of weird. This is from MSN. It's uh, a sinkhole in Georgia. And it started out as a slight dip in someone's front yard that, and it's grown so big that it swallowed up the local authorities' machinery that arrived to fix it. And now the person's house is like right on the edge, literally on the edge of the sinkhole. They said the cost of fixing it is $166,000. They said it's growing so it's grown so big that it just took out the that's terrifying. It's it's a it's been growing for four months. That's that's kind of a scary thing. Good grief. Uh, also, DNC planned to new to sue uh, Arizona over their uh, voter law because they're just trying to make sure that there's that you know if you're voting you are who you say you are. Uh, MSNBC's Joy Reid has lost half of her audience, which was pretty much only the third of everybody else's audience. Our audience is like bigger than her audience, like tripled, actually. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want the way you want it. The Dana Show. 
Also wanted to note that today the Food and Drug Administration announced two proposed rules, one to prohibit menthol cigarettes and one to prohibit flavor, flavored cigars. The rules announced today would enforce regulations related to what stores sell and what companies manufacture and distribute, which is a critical, uh, critical action to prevent children from becoming the next generation of smokers, help adult smokers quit, and significantly reduce tobacco-related health disparities. This is so dumb. That's Jen Psaki just yesterday talking about this. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you this Friday. Texas Governor Greg Abbott will be joining us later on next hour. They, uh, this is a, so apparently I was reading this, this piece over by um, NPR. They said that black vote, uh, black Americans are going to be more affected by this. Do black Americans smoke menthols? Do, do black people smoke menthols more than white people do? I mean, that's been my experience, what I've noticed. But, really? Yeah. Why? What it's is up with menthols? semi-anecdotal, but I think there's yeah, some truth to that. Yeah, it seems pretty anecdotal. I wonder why, because isn't it? I don't know what someone said that because we were talking about this yesterday. Someone on Twitter said that the the menthol was supposed to be like um, making it smoother to smoke or something like that. Which I really did it. Did it though? <laughs> I don't know. But they said that it's going to affect those the black community more. And what gets me, though, is they're like, oh, this is going to help so much with uh, it because, you know, the menthol is a public health risk and and um, all that. There's a lot of stuff that's a public health risk that that FDA has no problem with. And also, I I would think that um, crack is also a public health risk. But the government was all let's give everybody crack pipes. So it just seems like there's they're just kind of picking and choosing what is and what it's just dumb. Why are they? Is anybody look at this move and think that the that the government is gonna is really doing this because they care? <laughs> they think they said that menthol cigarettes see a disproportionately high usage in African American African American community than by white Americans. New York Times they had a U.S. survey saying that eighty five percent of Black Americans smoke menthols as opposed to twenty nine percent of white smokers. I did not. I legit didn't know that. I don't really pay attention to cigarette news. You know, so it's not like this is something that I, I just didn't know that. Really? Look, I've seen, look, I'm going to tell you something. I've seen, I've seen white people smoke menthols. I didn't know that was a racial thing. I legit did not. Yeah, I've seen white people smoke too, but I'm I've just seen saying. old white ladies smoke menthols. Sure. I guess. It, I had an uncle that smoked menthols. I guess it's like chewing a piece of mint gum. Really though, is it? I don't, I, honestly, I don't know because I never, I've tried them. I don't, I've tried I've them never, once. I didn't like And it. I was like, what in the tarnation is this? It it was bad. It's it's I don't know how to describe it. It was like having a bit of mint gum with dirty smoky carpet. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I really don't know how else to describe it. Pretty accurate. Yeah, it was disgusting. But I just did not know that it was like a, a racial thing. So are they acting as though they're writing some sort of racial wrong? Are they white knighting? <laughs> I'm just I'm asking. No, what they're doing is they're just they're asserting more control over something they have zero business being involved in. Zero. Well, the thing is that they're saying racial justice is part of this. I don't get it. And that, I know I'm like I don't I don't quite understand the whole racial justice ask why what does that have to do with it 
I, like they're trying to write correct some kind of wrong. I don't I don't know. And I, I just I and then the flavored cigarettes thing or the flavored cigars. What are the what are I like the Swisher sweets? They got some strawberry. They've got the blueberry. I think they've got different flavors. So I guess they think that remember, you know, the, that does not taste like no blueberry. I don't know, but I do know that uh, anything flavored, remember when they did that with the vapes? Mm-hmm. They uh, outlawed the flavored vapes because the, you know, the kids. Usually when you outlaw, that's not going to make, that's not going to make people want to do it less. That just, gover- I don't think the government should be controlling any of that. You're not my mommy. Back off. I mean, I don't smoke, but it's like, why should you tell me? You're the government. The same government that dumped all those chemicals in the Animus River. You're the government, the same government that was testing crazy stuff on people, you know, when, you know, during the nuke tests and everything else. And you were giving people all kinds of crazy stuff. You're the people that decided to do the latest round of let's do the experimentation on during a pandemic on millions of people around the world. While ignoring vaccine. Don't really trust you. While ignoring vaccine injury. Exactly. I don't really trust them. I don't trust the FDA. I don't even know why we have them. I mean, I can pretty much. You know, you people are smart. They can make the determination whether or not they want to do something. I'm just fascinated that they think that that tastes like mint. I was reading this thing. They're like, oh, it's a minty flavored. Like hell. No, it's not. Who thinks that? Now, Grant, I don't remember what kind it was, but I I tried one one time. And it was one time, one puff. That's legit all it took. And I was like, this is hell. My my first and only menthol was was a cool cigarette cools. i think that's what Remember mine cools? was do they even have cools anymore i don't again you're talking i don't know i you're, I don't i'm either. not the cigarette expert i today in cigarettes I, I haven't looked at that i do remember that though and uh yeah it's oh it's minty i guess is it but though? it's uh i don't know there's something about it that you know that cooling effect in your throat that kind of gets you scared like what did i just inhale yeah <laughs> What is this sensation? This is bad. It's like Vicks VapoRub with smoke. Yes, that's, thank you. It's like smoky Vicks VapoRub. That's all it is. That The hell that tastes like mint. Now, Stephen on Twitter says, so people will put menthol drops on their cigarette filters. That will likely get tainted with something else. And then Democrats will ban mint flavor or they'll, they'll start a hysteria over the black market like they created with the vapes. You know what this means, Kane? You know what this means? It's time to get in the Lucy business. <laughs> Lucy Lou's. Oh my gosh, there's a brand name right there. Yeah. Lucy Lou's. Just saying. One at a time. To- oh my gosh, there it is. Lucy Lou's, one at a time. That's going to be our new sponsor. Right. New sponsor. Do you want maybe a cigarette? Can I bum a Instead of saying, can I bum a cigarette? Try Lucy Lou's. Lou's cigarettes that you can buy individually. <laughs> One at a time. Prices increase thanks to increased taxes from the government. Oh, my gosh. You know, that's um, Eric Garner in New York. That, that video of him when he was getting wrestled by cops. He was busted because he was, what? Selling Lucy's. Selling loose cigarettes. In New York, they banned selling Lucy's because they didn't get the tax money off of it. So the New York City Council told, New <clears throat> this is when Bloomberg was mayor, they told, New York City Council told, the mayor, we got to get tougher on this. We got to tell police to get there's you go Google. We talked about this when it when it all happened. 
they had just passed a measure to have tougher, more aggressive policing on the sale of loose cigarettes. And so when police rolled up and Eric Garner was on the sidewalk that day, there was a fight that broke out. Garner just happened to be there. He'd been, he was selling Lucy's and he was recognized as having run into the law enforcement before for the same issue. I mean, the man died. The man died because New York City Council wanted to ban loose cigarette sales because they weren't getting tax money off of it. That's why he died. He died because it was they wanted taxes. Let's just be real about it. The left freaks out when you bring this up and they try to spin it six ways to Sunday, but you, no, you can't. That's what it is. Own it. The left killed a man because of their policies on taxation. Period. And so this is going to be... I mean, I can't even imagine. Okay, we got to get in that business. We're not selling them, wink. For a donation... We will give you this. That's how you get around it. Yeah. For a donation. Right. We will give you a loose cigarette. Lucy Lou's. One at a time. We, we need to make t-shirts. We had a dude in, when I lived in North mm-hmm. Philly that lived on the, uh, stood near the bodega in the corner of 17th and Cecil. And, and he would, we didn't know his name, but he would always just sell Lucy. So we just started calling him Lucy. Like, I love Lucy. And mm-hmm. like, you would dap him up. Like, what's up, Lucy? He's like, what's up? So that was what hit. It's just stuck. He sold it to college kids. What? Just sell like a package of matches for a dollar and you get a Lucy for free. That way Ooh. you're not selling Lucy's at all. You're just selling matches. Kane, I like your logic. Yep. See, this is why you're the uh, the vice uh, minister of the Ministry <laughs> of Truth right there. I'm from North County, St. Louis. It comes that's naturally. Right. Like, let's figure this out. I mean, that's, that's not called a hustle. It's called capitalism. Right. There's a difference. Right. It ain't a hustle. It's capitalism. You buy a pack of matches, you get a Lucy for free. Look at that. I love that. Lucy Lou's, one at a time. We're, it's going to be a real thing. I'm not even kidding. I will. I, I, I don't even smoke, but I'll sell those cigarettes. We'll brand them. Just, just because the government says you can't do it. It's like, why out of all the things? that look, Think of all the things the government allows you to do. They weren't, they weren't going to allow you to have regular old light bulbs. They were going to make you do those crappy light bulbs that don't even shine as bright. We're, <laughs> we're forcing us back into the days of yore. We're going to have wind power and you're going to rely on the sun and only and you're going to re- I mean we're, it's like we're going back to pioneer days. Jeez, are we going to have to go get our own milk from Bessie the cow out back too? Like hell, what all are y'all putting all people putting us back to? We have all of these this technological progress and they're wanting to put us back into the the, the middle ages. Jeez. Waiting for them to bleed out the evil with leeches. No, she doesn't have a cold. It's the devil. That's what it is. She's been bewitched. She's a witch. Drown her. Does she float? (laughs) That's where we are. God help us all. The Dana Show. Sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation. Like the P50. A new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. Oil companies last year made record profits on these tragedies, almost like vultures. We have the Ukraine tragedy, we have the COVID tragedy, and do they try to make things better? No, they come in and make record profits. Oh, that's not true. That's Chuck Schumer. Welcome back to the Dana Show. That's Chuck Schumer right there. First off, that's a lie. What is he talking? He's bringing up Ukraine. 
you know, maybe if the if Democrats like him didn't oppose the production of an extraction of LNG here in the United States, Poland would have to be paying Russia in rubles in order to keep their gas going. Same thing with Belarus. You know, we there's two LNG facilities. I was talking to Tim Stewart's ahead of uh, he's ahead of uh, U.S. Oil and Gas Association. There are two LNG facilities that opened uh, right across from each other, basically right by off Red River. And uh, they just opened and that the, the uh, gas industry apparently wasn't at all uh, told when Biden went over to Poland and he was promising that the U.S. is going to uh, step up gas production. But yet at the same time, not remove any of the regulations, stymieing those companies from actually engaging in the step up of gas production that Biden promised Poland and Belarus. Uh, didn't even go and ask anybody in the gas industry about it. These people, people like Chuck Schumer, don't know where gas and oil come from. They don't know where the power comes from when they go and they flick the switch on and electricity comes on in their overpriced penthouse. These people don't know where the power comes from when they go and plug in their EV. They don't realize that the electricity that's been generated for their super expensive battery that's made by materials that were mostly extracted in rare earth element mines that are harmful to the environment without any worker protections in China were actually created right here, that energy, by coal-powered plants. Over 86% of it created by coal-powered plants here in the United States. They only pretend that they're being green and only pretend that they care about that stuff because they outsource it to poorer communities that they don't give a rat's ass about and because they can't see it here they think that they're doing their job these people who kept us more reliant on russian oil instead of going ahead and nixing that right when they could these people who have stymied production of oil and lng here in the united states to the point where we could be not just self-sufficient we could have europe entirely self-sufficient and completely off the teat of russian and opec oil but we don't so chuck schumer can have a million seats on this let's kick it into florida man it's his life mission to make bad decisions <laughs> it's time for florida man oh all right so um oh man some of these people so there's a florida man who was found naked screaming in a local front yard regular it's a friday to now a cantonet cantum cantonment man was charged after he was found naked and screaming in somebody's front yard william owen 45 was charged with trespassing resisting arrest without violence and indecent exposure when deputies arrived he refused to place his hands behind his back and was taken to the ground Ugh. the escambia county sheriff's office said he was uh, uh told he was warned away from the home back in may of 2020 so he was yeah, he he was a you just can't go scream naked in someone else's yard. Uh, let's see, an an Airbnb renter is facing charges. A Florida woman after she ran around nude and assaulted a disabled man. <laughs> Stephanie Lewis, forty seven, was charged with felony uh, lewd ex- exhibition in the presence of an elderly and disabled person, assault on a person sixty five years age or older, and resisting an officer without violence. She overstayed her Airbnb rental in the upstairs area of the guy's house. And then they found out she's a narcotics user. She's got a history of violent and erratic behavior, and she has a collection of butcher knives. Oh, she sounds like a party. Uh, is, wait, are we still talking about this chick, or are we talking about the Ministry of Truth lady? I can't remember. She has the same crazy eyes. The victim tried to get her removed from the residence, but he can't, he struggles to get, you know, he's got a disability from a stroke, uh, so he couldn't get to the courthouse as easily. She's decided, I guess, to squat basically. And when they, when deputies arrived at the at the residence to get her out, she was um, she was naked. 
And then and she just ran. She tried to run away and they chased her down and they got they that she's she's uh, in a scan also in a scambia scambia county jail her bond is at, is at three thousand oh dollars do you think that they're not gonna get you just because you're naked i mean oh <laughs> okay um a man on meth bites a florida deputy after he ran through traffic jeez gonna get through this tampa hillsborough county sheriff's office says one of their deputies got bitten by a man uh they said that uh, motorists called 911 they saw a man darting in and out of traffic when officers tried to talk to him he took off running when they tried to restrain him he bit one of the deputies uh he had lots of meth in his system he's expected to be okay the deputy who got bitten the other guy's in jail after he got treated at the hospital stay with us greg abbott joins us next hour So you have found that Biden's approval with black Americans is down. How far are we talking here? I mean, it's really down. I mean, you can see it here at the beginning of his term. He was at 87 percent. Look at where he is over the last few months. 67 percent. That's a 20 point drop. And not only is it a 20 point drop, that's 67 percent. Barack Obama, the last Democratic president, never dropped below 75 percent in any Gallup poll. So this is lower than Barack Obama ever was. Ooh, that's CNN talking about Joe Biden's having a lot of problems with voters, particularly black Americans. Boy, being in the menthols then, going by the statistics where apparently menthols were very popular with that community. I had no idea. Who knew? That's I'm sure going to help. Right. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. Good to be with you this Friday. And uh, yeah, I don't think that that's they're just in a world of pain. It's not good for them right now. I was looking at new, a new NPR Marist poll, and I haven't, in the past, NPR usually kind of oversamples a little bit, uh, one side or the other, because it's who their audience is, right? But they said that Republicans are leading Democrats on generic congressional, uh, on the generic congressional ballot. Parents with kids under age 18, 60% choose the, D, choose the GOP. These are independents. 60% choose legit, look, legit chills. 60% chose Republicans. 39% chose Democrats. Latino voters, 52% chose Republicans. 39% chose Democrats. This is bad, bad, bad. And what's interesting is white college-educated men, it's like 46 to 48 now. That's a huge gap. The, the white college-educated uh, Karens, they're still swinging it towards Democrats, but dang, that's pretty crazy. Gen Z, 45 to 46%, 1% difference in, fa- uh, in favor of Republicans. Gen X, 41 to 50 in favor of Republicans. Oh, wow. And this is with a media complex that does nothing but bash Republicans and, you know, lift up Democrats. I mean, this is telling. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if Democrats are going to be about uh, voter integrity now, maybe. I know this is just wild. Big, big, big shifts occurring, seismic shifts. 
the GOP needs to needs to continue hitting uh, education, the economy and inflation and crime as it relates to people entering illegally. So, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So that's huge. That is so that is so super significant. I'm telling you, this is just this is bad for Democrats going into this. They know it. So it's just like, why do they keep doubling down on all this stupidity? Why? Why double down? This, now you can see why they were so upset to lose Twitter. You get you see it now. You remember when Google turned on Newspeak? They were trying to help. They've turned it off. The whole Newspeak correction tool. They had a feature within its document editor that was correcting language. Uh, to make it, quote-unquote, more inclusive. Newspeak, like for Orwell, they turned it off. Hmm. Now, speaking of tech, I want to play this audio soundbite. It's in Slack. Uh, Elizabeth Warren was on, what's she on? Uh, MSNBC. And she was talking about, again, she's railing on Elon Musk. Railing on him. We have inflation, the highest in 40 years. Interest rates are rising. Everyone's saying that they're predicting a recession. And this is what she's going on about. Listen. I see that we need to make two big changes. The first one is we need a wealth tax in America. And let's talk about how Elon's purchase here was subsidized by tens of millions of people who've paid their taxes every year. And the second part is we need rules of the road for big tech. But ultimately, what all this boils down to is power. Who's going to have the power in our country? Are we going to make these decisions as a democracy? Or is this going to be Elon Musk all by himself, off in a room, a bazillionaire who just plays by his own set of rules? That's really, really what what's at stake play? Here. You know, he has to ask the SEC as he, he tried to get he tried taking the SEC to court so he could actually tweet about Tesla before having it reviewed. And he lost that. So what is she talking about? Elizabeth Warren. This is a woman who literally she lied about being a Native American. She pretended that she was a member of Cherokee Nation and then Cherokee genealogists actually busted her. The closest that Elizabeth Warren's family ever got to actual indigenous Americans was rounding them up for Andrew Jackson down in Georgia. That's a legit thing. Her ancestors were working for working for him, helping to round people up. My ancestors who were on talk to my Dawes, my family's Dawes number, talk to him. But the crazy thing is that she after that that wasn't enough she also lied about being the first nursing mother to go to law school or something like that and the new jersey and the jersey bar came out and said why would you even make this up this is like we don't even track that that's so stupid and there's a lot of questions as to how she's earned a lot of her money when she's been in the senate but just because she can't afford to buy a company doesn't mean that she has the right to block somebody else from doing so that's just greed. This idea, her accusations that he plays by his own rules, well, I just pr- sh- explained to you how he doesn't. Like I said, they, they, he took the SEC to court. He was trying to get uh, this uh, stipulation on him overturned so he didn't have to have permission or have his, any tweet that he would send out about Tesla reviewed before he sent it out. So that's a lie. I don't know what, she, what, I don't know what she's talking about. Well, it's crazy. She's she does not understand where money comes from. 
She's only ever worked in, in universities and for the government. She has one step up on Bernie Sanders and that Bernie Sanders never worked for the private sector. She kind of sort of did in, in a university in a professor capacity. She got six figures for that for that job. She taught like an class. That's about it. That's it. And so for her to to say that, I mean, this is just it's it's greed. I love how people accuse other individuals who are successful and they make themselves they engage in this class warfare and they accuse other individuals of being selfish when they're the people who are demanding claim over the the wealth that they did not create or work for or anything is she mad that his jet's bigger than her jet i'm curious Jeez, this is just we've spent how many trillions of dollars over the past few years how much more money does the government want we have record high tax how much more does it go and they're talking about increasing taxes already we have a massive spending problem we're in stagflation and she wants more he sold four billion in shares. You know his tax bills like a billion dollars. How much more does she want of that? You know they've done the math. This is sort of like old, you know, like old news, like beating a dead horse. But they did the math that they were to, if they were to uh, uh, seize the wealth of all the richest people in the country, it wouldn't even come close to the deficit because that's what's driven by out of control government spending, money that they don't have. They spend all the tax money they get. They have to dive into social security, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, telling you, infuriating. It's infuriating. She doesn't have that right. All these people, greedy McGreed face. <sighs> so Disney strikes back and says Florida is responsible for its $2 billion bond debt now after DeSantis. DeSantis didn't strip it. Here's the thing to understand about this, this um, the corporate welfare that Disney was receiving. It was always set to sunset. The legislature just had to redo it every, I think, what is it, every year? They, they just had to redo it every year. It was always set to sunset. So this claim that DeSantis is stripping something is just not true. Disney decided to act as a, as a government agent and use uh, the, the uh, advantage that it got from hardworking taxpayers to go after those hardworking taxpayers. That's that Reedy Creek Union. I wanted to play some audio. This is audio soundbite four. Uh, this is DeSantis talking about all of this. Listen to this. There's going to be additional legislative action. We've contemplated that. We know what we're going to do. And so stay tuned. That will all be apparent. The bonds will be paid by Disney. Uh, They will be paying taxes, probably more taxes. They will follow the laws that every other person has to do. And they will no longer have the ability to run their own government, which they're the only corporation in all of Florida, the only entity in all of Florida that has the ability to run their own government and do this. Hmm. So I was reading this piece from Washington Post. Disney, that it's trying to save face right now really badly. They're trying to, they're, they, they came out with a story. Let me pull this up. It's, uh, it's Washington Post. They said that Disney's special tax, dis- tax district pushes back against the law that would dissolve it. 
And they're trying to act like they're allowing him to save some kind of face here. They said the company's lobbyists and lawyers have been working behind the scenes to find a solution that would allow DeSantis to save face and continue to claim a victory over woke culture, while in reality doing very little to impede the company's massive operations in Florida, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, the, this bond issue, um, they, would, they would have to go probably go after the Reedy Creek asset, I, I would think, which I would imagine Disney would fight that. I mean... Also, I think this is where corporate welfare gets you. But that's not his fault because he wasn't in. I don't think he was alive in the 65 when this when they did this. Right. I don't think he was alive then when they created it. But now everyone's talking about the billion dollar. uh, How how the how all of that is going to be how all of that is going to be finalized. I would imagine they're going to I'm sure that they're going to fight this. They're going to fight this out. The. um post or politico was writing about the plan they said that they're developing a plan to deal with the special district because they said that there's a billion dollars in outstanding debt they're going to unload it on two nearby counties what why would they why would those counties assume that debt i would like to have uh we need to have desantis on i'd like to talk with him about this too because this is where corporate welfare gets you for sure and Disney now wants to stick it. They, I, I look at this as Disney is like laughing about sticking it to taxpayers because they enjoyed corporate welfare for so long. That's how. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it's a tricky thing to unravel. And Disney got to set its own rules for the longest time. So I don't know. We'll see. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Hmm. Do you know the ruble is at an all-time high right now? April was the ruble's best month on record. But I thought, yeah, I thought Biden said he was going to destroy it. So what happened? What gives? Yeah, I don't know. I, I know it's, that's a great question. Maybe somebody will ask it at the uh, press availability that's happening right now. Yeah, more Americans view China as a threat, according to a new poll, as published by the Wall Street Journal. Respondents to a Pew survey see Beijing primarily as an economic rival, but worry about its friendship with Moscow. Yeah, of course. Are people finally waking up to this? What we've been talking about for a couple of several years now. Curious. The backlash continues. Elon Musk's Twitter stock buy faces an FTC probe. Of course it does. The Federal Trade Commission is now going to look as to whether or not he violated those disclosure rules when amassing his 9% stake in Twitter. They're going to do everything that they can to make this a rough ride for him. All because they're livid. The left is livid over his purchase of a platform that they wanted to use to stifle speech and affect electoral outcomes. Build Back Better's dead. Totally dead. Final admission of defeat. The administration's decided to rebrand it as a Build Back Better World Foreign Policy Initiative. Yeah, great reset. There you go. Like, for real, it is. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, A couple other cases. They said coronavirus cases are rising across bulk of U.S. 
Infections, though, and hospitalization. Saki acknowledged that they were down yesterday. Look, it's endemic. Stop freaking out and restricting people's travel over it. Stop it. You don't do that with strep throat. You don't do that with anything else. Stop making it to where people can't travel if they test positive for what is now an endemic virus, which is nothing more at this point than a cold. Quit. A Parkinson's patient received the first ever brain implant that reverses symptoms. That's actually wild. That's a lot of work that's gone into this. It's a British hospital. It's the first in the world to implant a brain device that reverses the symptoms of Parkinson's. The test patient is gushing over the results, says that he got his life back. As I mentioned earlier, sleeping on your left side, they're saying that it actually could improve your waking life, aid your circulation, and reduce heartburn. Interesting. They, uh, wasn't that, it was like an old Seinfeld thing. They said it was a small study of 10 people. So I don't know how else I, how much you want to put in it. Healthline did it. And it was the effect of different recumbent positions, blah, blah, blah. But they said that because left side sleeping is true. It's better for pregnant women. It improves blood flow and all that. But interesting. Stay with us because Texas Governor Greg Abbott is scheduled to join us next. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. The only plan that you offer, the plan you just offered, is to process aliens faster and encourage more to come. We know that to be true. I know it's true. You know it's true. Cartels know it's true. And people around the world know it's true. And that's why people are coming. That is false. Secure, it's not false. Yes, it the is. The entirety of your plan says that. The Secure Fence Act of 2006 says what? That the Secretary of Homeland Security shall take all actions the Secretary determines necessary to achieve and maintain operational control over the entire international land and maritime borders. Will you testify under oath right now? Do we have operational control, yes or no? Yes, we do. And we have we operational are... control of the borders. <laughs> yes, we do, and Congressman... Do we? Because after that, that was Congressman Chip Roy who showed... He came prepared with, like, actual photos and charts and graphs. Uh, uh, there is no operational control at the border. And someone who can speak to that is Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who joins us via Skype. Governor, very good to see you. I wanted to ask you, I saw a story just this morning that showed a huge assembly of border patrol conducting a coordinated exercise with mexican officials across the border to prepare for this onslaught that's expected to start really building up as we go into summer uh that looked more like texas's response looked more like operational control than what mayorkas was talking about tell us about this because i think it's the first time ever it it is the first time ever this is historic uh, then this is a result uh, of uh, the aftermath of what I did a couple of weeks ago uh, when I required Texas Department of Public Safety to uh, inspect every vehicle, commercial vehicle coming across the border. It led to backlogs and that led to uh, the border governors in Mexico uh, knocking on my door, uh, coming, to me, uh, coming to me to plead for help uh, to relieve the congestion on the border. And I said, listen, the only way I can do it is if you work with Texas to secure the border. And as a result, I, I, as the governor of the state of Texas, entered into four agreements with the four governors of Mexico that are connected to the state of Texas. Pursuant to these agreements, uh, these states in Mexico are having to collaborate to secure the border. What you saw is unprecedented, uh, part because of a result of our agreement, part because of the way that these states in Mexico now uh, are stepping up and working with the Texas Department of Public Safety and the Texas National Guard. They've deployed their National Guard, they've, or their State Guard. They've deployed their state police. Uh, they're deploying uh, tools and working in collaboration with us so that the, the, the illegal immigrants will not even get to the, the Mexican side of the border in the first place. So this is one way to reduce 
illegal immigration writ large, but also in advance of the potential elimination of Title 42. It amazes me, Governor, that this was not even approached by, you know, our administration because you're having your you have your hands tied by AZ versus U.S. Uh, that was the the Supreme Court ruling. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, that tied governor's <clears throat> hands effectively when Jan Brewer was over in Arizona. You're really limited ultimately in how much you can do. And I remember all of the the heat that started coming at you when those truckers started building up at the border. But what else were you supposed to do i mean honestly what what was your alternative at that point just to let people come in and not check i mean you 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 have to follow protocol well we're, we're then we're doing everything possible listen jam brewer was a trailblazer in her time but texas is doing even more than what jam brewer did but what jam brewer did do as you point out i want to make sure your audience knows uh, and that is uh, because of what arizona was trying to do uh, a decade ago uh, to secure their border. Uh, that led to a lawsuit between Arizona uh, and the United States uh, where the United States Supreme Court uh, tied the hands of governors saying this was a federal responsibility. Well, fast forward to today. Today, we have a far worse problem than we did when Jan Brewer was governor. Uh, and so what we are doing is for one, we're stepping up and, and taking unprecedented action to secure the border. But then uh, candidly, another thing that we're doing, we're trying to trigger uh, a lawsuit by the federal government that would allow us uh, to cause the Supreme Court to revisit the Arizona case. Everyone can agree the facts on the ground today are different. The situation that Texas is in is different than Arizona. We believe that if we can get another case to the United States Supreme Court, uh, we can either overturn or modify the Arizona decision. That's really good news, talking with Texas Governor Greg Abbott, because Title 42 this ultimately is it's I mean, you could I think it's arguable and I'm I, I'm not an attorney governor, but I play one on the radio. Uh, but Title 42, it's it's a federal program. The result of Arizona versus United States ultimately created a federal program for immigration that they're expecting Texas, gov- not just Texas, but border state governors to not just follow, but fund and also staff. That seems like that's a violation of the 10th Amendment. That's kind of violates a commandeering clause. Well, well, you, you are right in pointing out an aspect about the, the anti-commandeering clause. Uh, however, we are not required by our current federal government uh, to step up and do anything. Let me give you an, an, an example. One thing that was happening uh, before Biden became president, uh, and, but when he became president, he, he tried to get the state of Texas uh, to use our licensing authority right. uh, to license all these centers where they want to uh, put all of these illegal, illegal immigrants. I said, we're removing that licensing altogether. The state of Texas is not, is not going to license any uh, location or facility in our state uh, to house these illegal immigrants because that would be in violation uh, of the anti-commandeering provision. Mm-hmm. What Texas is doing with adding our own personnel, and we're not doing it at the demand or request of the federal government, we're doing it on our own. Uh, bottom line, we're having to do what the federal government should do. We're Because of what we're doing, is it goes back to what Chip Roy was talking about. This is because the federal government under the Biden administration uh, is not fulfilling the laws passed by Congress. Right. Uh, it's in the United States Constitution that says it's Congress that has the authority to control immigration. Congress passed laws concerning that, some of which Chip Roy was going over. Right. And Chip Roy correctly pointed out the Biden administration is not following the law. And, and speaking of that, you have DHS Secretary Mayorkas, this rule allowing the shift from immigration judges to asylum officers 
to fast track this process? I know Texas has filed suit in this uh, in this uh, saying that this is the a violation of the Administrative Procedures Act. Talk to us a little bit about this and what this means, not just for Texans, but how this affects everybody, because this basically is getting people in and out faster. It's crazy. It's like the fast pass lane at Disneyland. Uh, to get people across the border even even faster uh, without going through the processes that are required by law. And uh, Texas, and I applaud our attorney general for filing that lawsuit, which is spot on. I think this will be another win for Texas against uh, the Biden administration because they're required to go through the uh, Administrative Procedure Act, uh, and they didn't do that. Uh, and so they're in noncompliance with federal law. And so this uh, rule they came up with uh, is illegal. And I think we will be able to shut this down. But, uh, but aside from those nuances, what the Biden administration is trying to do They're trying to fast track illegal immigration into the United States. This is going to lead to total chaos. Yeah, I liked talking with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. I liked how you were sending uh, people who entered illegally, illegal entrants into sending them to D.C. I think some people were dropped off just like what, a couple blocks away from the Capitol. There were some Democrats in the Republic of Texas, people like Gene Wu, who fled the state when he was tasked to vote during special session. I remember him. He was tweeting about it like he was a refugee. Uh, He accused you of generously funding illegal entrants travel uh, across the country. But you can't, you're barred from deporting people. You are limited because of the laws we were just discussing in what you can do by this administration. What do you say to people like Gene Wu and other Democrats who are attacking you for trying to relieve some of the burden on the people in Texas? Uh, they, they have a responsibility, whether you're Democrat or Republican or American. We all have a responsibility to hold the Biden administration accountable. Uh, But then let me tell you the catalyst for that busing program. Uh, I was down on the border and I was visiting with officials on the border uh, in Uvalde in the Del Rio region uh, across the entire sector. And they were telling me that the Biden administration was dumping these people off in their community. And their community had no capability whatsoever uh, of dealing with uh, these busloads of migrants that have been dropped off in their community. And one of them began talking about them putting people on buses and driving them to San Antonio. I said, well, I got a better idea. Uh, Let's just put them on a bus and send them all the way to Washington, D.C. You know, Joe Biden will not come down to the border. We're going to take the border to Joe Biden. Uh, And I got something even better. And that is when we announced this, people across the country were both applauding it, but supporting it. We got phone calls with people offering buses, offering to drive buses, offering to be security, whatever the case may be, as well as fun buses. Uh, And because of that, we set up a, a website location that people can go to and donate to support our efforts to bus people, illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. Go to borderbus.texas.gov. And correct me if I'm wrong, too, Governor. Didn't didn't Democrats tell uh, uh, Border Patrol to stop dropping people off in that area after he started doing that? It's it's a fact. And so uh, (laughs) our our efforts to bus people out uh, led to the Biden administration telling Border Pro to, to stop dropping people off where we were busing people from because uh, what Abbott was doing was humiliating Biden. Mm, yeah. I have two last quick questions for you, Governor. One is, just to revisit really quickly, that coordinated exercise that we were doing with Mexican officials, which I'm glad that we were doing that. Do we have any kind of secured, for the lack of a better way to put it, any sort of security agreement with these Mex- with these officials in Mexico? Can we Can we trust them? Well, it's, it's the old trust, but verify. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we have agreements with specific clauses in there about what they are required to do. Uh, but remember this, if they do not live up to their end of the agreement, 
we will once again begin the inspection of all these commercial vehicles coming across the bridges. I can trigger that at any moment I want to. It will lead to backlogs uh, and that will lead to chaos in, in Mexico. Candidly, then the greatest chaos is gonna cause, it angers the cartels and the cartels start, uh, they literally set three commercial vehicles on fire last time uh, because they got so upset about it. And though, so I think these governors wanna work with us to accomplish this goal. That's about time they step up and do their part. All right, as promised, last question I have to ask you. There was a man in Texas that uh, is trying to sweeten the deal for Elon Musk to move Twitter's headquarter, headquarters to the Republic of Texas, promised he to give him 100 acres for free. Would you welcome Twitter? If they left all their San Francisco employees, would you welcome? Oh, that's the caveat, Governor. They can't bring those employees here. Would you welcome Twitter's headquarters to Texas? Well, 100%. So this rancher, I actually know him, uh, and he lives in Williamson County, which is a conservative area, uh, and he's, an, he's a Texas A&M Aggie. Uh, and uh, let me tell you something. The, the people who work for Twitter uh, in San Francisco, they would not want to come here to the state of Texas <laughs> to work. Uh, but also, I think you've begun to see the, the, the real, uh, let's say, political perspective of Elon Musk. Elon Musk does not want to run Twitter the way that Twitter has been run. He wants it to be a pure free speech the site that people can go to, the town square. And so uh, he, he wouldn't want the people uh, who would be interfering with what his objective is. And I think he can find the type of employees he's looking for right here in the great state of Texas. I think he can too, Governor. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, sir, always a pleasure to have you. We look forward to speaking with you again soon. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Dana. Mm-hmm. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. Oh, my gosh. I can't stand AOC. She's out here going, tired of collectively of having to collectively stress about what explosion of hate crimes is happening because some billionaire with an ego problem unilaterally controls a massive communication platform, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, now do Bezos, Jeff Bezos, because he remember what he owns? Washington Post. Yeah. yeah, you can do Bezos. You can do, oh my gosh, who? Uh, what is his face? Mark Benoff? What is he? Um, guy who did uh, Time Magazine. Yeah. He started Salesforce.com and he does Time Magazine. Uh, Tim, Job, Tim Jobs' widow owns The Atlantic. Uh, John Henry owns the Boston Globe. You have the Soulsburgers that own the New York Times. You have uh, the Sinclair family. You have the Cox family. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, where you've always had billionaire Ted Turner. I mean, he's like the OG, well, of modern era. Jiminy Christmas. So, this is, it's it's kind of um, it's fascinating. So there you go. <sighs> Where, I can't believe we're already at Friday. I, I can't believe what kind of shenanigans we're going to see. I, I'm still, I can't tell if I'm still shadow banned or not. Uh, I don't, I haven't checked yet. But I can't wait for things to start changing. Like actually changing. On uh, Twitter. That's why they're all freaked out. They're all freaked out because of that. Because they can't control. It's not about, they're not concerned about any kind of crimes or any kind of hate speech or anything like that. They're concerned that they can't control. Mm-mm-mm. When some of the uh, results so, from the, uh, the, the, the yes, had. that's yeah, right. Yeah. What are we going to name? So the Air Force, uh, was, we... the Air Force wanted the internet to name their cybersecurity master. We had a bunch of replies on Twitter. Can't do Mr. Roboto because that's taken. We had transmission. Uh, that was a pretty funny one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we had Commodore sixty four by our buddy Scott. Uh, oh my gosh! Kilobyte was pretty funny. 
Uh, Cyber Mix Cyber Boat was pretty good. Cyber Mix Cyber Boat. Uh, we have <laughs> one of them was just Brandon, which I liked. Brandon, that was it. Oh my gosh. Maiden China was pretty good. That's good, actually. That's very good. And Captain Jack Boot. That's that's probably my favorite one. Ja- that's actually quite nice, Captain Jack Boot. That's actually pretty awesome. Those are all good. Those are all good suggestions. <laughs> I like all of that. We have a clever audience. I think the most clever audience of all audiences. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, and by the way, Juan's saying that the first YouTube the the the, the first YouTube account got blocked after the disinformation clip that he uploaded about about Nina Jankowitz. Are you for real? What? So, so it's already starting. It's already starting. So wait, it was was it from this program? Yeah. I was from ours. From today. From today. Send me a screenshot. Put it in Slack because I'm going to totally put that on Twitter. Wow. See, uh, there. I you, sh- you guys need to go look at my latest tweet because there was a great uh, editorialist that drew her, called her Girl Bull. Girl Bull. <sighs> Telling you what. All right, Kane. Today in stupidity. All right. You know the government wants to end Title 42 because clearly COVID isn't an issue for illegal immigrants coming into the country. But it, COVID is still such an issue, even though yesterday Saki said that hospitalizations, deaths, infections are all down. Here's what she said. I'm not here to set new deadlines, um, but I can tell you that uh, both needs are urgent. Well, the, I would say that need is urgent, as is the need for COVID funding is urgent. Why would COVID funding be urgent if you're ending Title 42? I, I don't know. We maybe we need somebody like in the disinformation group to tell us what's going on with this. Yeah, I would think so. All right, folks, follow me on social because shenanigans time too. Whenever I'm not on air with you, I'm ass mouthing somebody on tech. All right, folks, have a great week and back with you on Monday.